Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I want to see something really scary? You bet. Music. Horror. Art. Politics. And overall badass. Welcome to Kettle Whistle Radio. For real. On Society 13 Networks. Hello, folks, friends, and fiends. <laughs> Welcome to Kettle Whistle Radio. A uh, few names I want to throw out right about now. Um, you can draw the conclusions. Uh, Mike Inez. Les Claypool. Dee Dee Vernon. Flea. Jonette Napolitano. Eric Avery. Rex Brown. Geezer Butler. Nicholas Blonzi. The almighty Lemmy Kilmeister. Kate Pearson. Heather Taddy. Rick Savage. Anyway, what do they all have in common? They rock. No, they rock the bass. We have (laughs) the best bass player in history, an iconic figure in rock and roll right now. And just the reason people pick up the bass is because of this woman. Her name is Shawnee Salt. She's coming on very shortly. Um, I, I, I ran out of words with her because she was just so cool. And um, there's no words to be said except you have to listen to her, I guess. But I want to thank, of course, Dava She-Wolf. She was on a couple episodes ago from Star and Dagger, Sean's new band. They sent me this kick-ass EP. It, it, I, it's vinyl. Okay, I got vinyl. I got Tomorrow, Tomorrowland Blues on vinyl. And then I, they sent me the EP. It's badass. Limited edition. I cannot thank them enough. Um, the bass players. Uh, brains, brawn, and beauty in the band. I would agree. I think they write all the music too. I'm sure somebody's gonna call me out on that one, and that's okay too. It's about controversy here. Yeah, uh, actually, <laughs> um, didn't you have a boyfriend that was in a band that was a bass player? 
Oh, John Taylor, my middle school boyfriend. Oh. Yeah, writer and bass player. Um, he also is a metal fan. So we got to give John Taylor some credits, too. Yeah, it's all about the bass players tonight on Kettle Whistle Radio. Right now, Sean Salt. Some bass in your face. It this is honestly such a... What do you say? Nothing. Nothing. Just There's listen. nothing you can say. No, just listen. Folks, friends, and fiends, welcome to a very special episode of Kettle Whistle Radio. I know I've said that three days in a row, um, three shows in a row, because we had Miss Dava on, uh, She Wolf, which was fantastic. And now the great bass rock icon, Sean Yasult, is here with me as we speak. And I, I, I'm, are you there? Are you still there? Yes. Hi, David. <laughs> You're hanging in. Okay. Cool. So from ballet to bass, um, I read your book. I own your book. Um, that's actually not what we're here to talk about. We, sh we should talk about that it's out of print right now. Is it? <laughs> From what I've been told, yeah, people that try to order it, it's either oh, on back order. Yeah, you should look into that. A lot of people want it. <laughs> wow. Absolutely. Well, you're them, they can always um, come to my website. It's uh, shawneesalt.com, and there's a shopping uh, section there, and I have them for sale there. I'm, I'm actually out of stock myself, but I have I have a, a box on the way, so um, I'll find out about that, yeah. Yeah, tell find them to, out. Tell, tell them to tell their you know local Records, I mean, <laughs> I know, right? Stores or Amazon or whoever. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so we we, them, please. we date ourselves when we say record stores, isn't that sad? I know. They, Good they Lord. don't exist too much anymore, do they? No, they don't. But well, now you have something huge going on, and that's we're not really. This isn't going to be autobiographical as much as I want it to be. But we we got to talk about what you, what you have going on right now. You have some. Uh, it's in New York, correct? Yes, I've got a solo photography show called Retrospective and um Sacred at the Sacred Gallery in New York City in Soho. Okay. And I've looked at some of the things here now. Retrospective, Love Letters to New Orleans. Yeah, I mean that's that's not a subtitle, but that's something I, I said it's kinda of, I've I've been photographing here in New Orleans for a good fifteen years, showing in galleries for twelve years, so um, that's why I'm calling this retrospectives because I, I brought up a lot of my work um, that's never shown in New York. Right. Yeah. I, unfortunately, I'm not in New York anymore. I wish I was at this point. Um, it's yeah. Now there's four items I'm looking at: sex and death and rock and roll, <laughs> Mississippi mermaids and soirée d'évolution. These are all exhibits. Yes. <laughs> okay. Those are three solo shows that I had in New Orleans, and I, I brought up pieces from all of them. How is it being received? Uh, very well, very well. We had a packed house, sardine can. <laughs> That's great. And are you there meeting everybody? I, I was, yeah. I, I'm back in New Orleans now, but I was I was there for the weekend. It was really overwhelming. Great, great response. And uh, well, how, well, how do people find out more about this? And when can they go there? When is this open? Let's get people in the doors, even if you know it's, it doesn't sound like you have a problem, but. No, but I yeah, I'd love for people to see it. Um, it's up for almost two months. It uh, it ends um December third. 31st. I think Sacred Gallery is open like seven days a week. It's it's also connected with Sacred Gallery Tattoo Studios. Cool. And um, you just it's it, like I said, go go to their gallery though. It's just sacredgallerynyc.com. Okay. Excellent. And um, they should have the hours and all that. I believe it opens like you know, 
respectable hour, like noon. <laughs> I think it's like noon to seven or something like that. Yeah, we, we had some problems connecting the first time. I had a weird connection problem. I don't even want to get into that, but I told you about it. And I, <laughs> thank yes. you for, thanks for forgiving me. I mean, yeah, somebody called and said that somebody hacked into my IP address, but the key to that, folks, and to you, Sean, if somebody calls you and they cannot read back your email address to you, they are not a client or you're not a client of theirs. So yeah. don't believe it. And I wasted all that time. That sounds um, dubious, yes. <laughs> <laughs> serious. Oh, man. But uh, you don't think when you get a call like that. But uh, anyway, so your dad was a writer. Have you ever considered, before you wrote this book, ever just writing or was it going to be music for you? Um, well, music, photography, I mean, I've, yeah. I've focused on a lot of things in my life. But um, writing was not ever anything I wanted to do or thought about doing. Um, I, I actually, with uh, my book, I'm in the Band, mm-hmm. it started off more as a... Um, photo book like a coffee table kind of photo book mm-hmm. because i was taking you know photos the whole time we were on tour i was the only one you know backstage with the camera and always taking pictures of the other bands and stuff so um i just wanted to document all of that i would write little things about what you're looking at and mm-hmm. the publishers were entertained by that and they asked me to write more and write an intro so you know i kind of added on but it, it's a bit of a scrapbook for white zombie fans or actually fans of that whole era to be honest because we toured with everyone from the cramps to pantera to reverend horton heat so um i've got photos and stories of all those bands and i hate god i mean you name it you know we (laughs) we toured with them and we toured the world so there's you know there's i think a lot of interesting stories and it's it's not it's not like a heavy book to read. It's it's mostly photos. Oh, it's so much fun. I mean, seriously, it's been borrowed by people, or my friends. I'm like, you know what? Get your own copy. I want mine back. And yeah, it's yeah. getting really annoying. <laughs> it should be on Amazon. It should be. Yeah, I think I don't know where they're looking. I'll be honest with you. I just heard that the other day. I don't know. Maybe maybe it is. Maybe there's going to be a second edition, third edition. What are you up to? I don't even know. It's I, I know it's on the third edition nice. right now. So. Oh, very good. Then you'll yeah. yeah. So it's great. It, it does keep. Uh, getting reprinted you're in for keeps and that's awesome do you do the majority of the writing for star and dagger of course no no i don't um dava and i kind of write music 50 50 and she writes most of the lyrics she's really the wordsmith in the band so (laughs) i like to leave that in her department yeah she's awesome we had a great time um i saw you with pantera and deftones and that other band you were in way back when uh you you hung out with dimebag quite often or whenever any chance you got I'm sorry. What was the question? You hung out with Dimebag. <laughs> yeah, I I adore him. I love him. Oh. I you know I think of him daily. Daily, I, yeah. I miss him. You know he he was amazing. He was like a brother to me um, in so many ways, and uh, I I really really miss him. Yeah, I, we all do. Uh, there's so much great footage of you and him. I think it was on the Dime Vision video, and I think I saw you on the Pantera Vulgar videos. You show up there too. Uh, but yeah, it looks like you guys had a blast. What, wait, wait, what's, what's the Dime Vision video? Oh, I don't know. Dime Vision? Oh man, you gotta get that. Yeah, um, I believe his wife and Vinny put it out. Um, it was gonna be a collection, but it's, it's his home videos. Him blowing stuff up in his house. I mean, things that they, they didn't even know he did. Um, <laughs> oh, you gotta get this. Yeah, I, that I'm pretty sure you can find in your local record store. Um, That's cool. I'll send you my copy if you can. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. I mean, it really is so funny. It puts a smile on your face. It's like spending a night with Dimebag all over again. Which, I'm gonna look that up. Thank yeah, you. <laughs> absolutely. Yes, Dime Vision. Look it up. There's supposed to be a second edition of that too, so I, I don't know what's going on with that. But um, okay. So faster, pussycat, kill, kill, kill. This was your idea for the video. Your mama is a grifter. Um, you know, I thought it was Dava's idea. But oh, she, she blamed mine. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> That's hilarious. Um, I 
I really, I think she came up with just like, oh, you know, we're three girls. We should do a spoof on that video. And then I kind of came up with a lot of the storyline. Okay. But yeah, we kind of work in tandem a lot, you know, and forget who came up with what. So, <laughs> um, yeah, that was just a big goof. We're hanging out in Joshua Tree a lot. And, you know, so we're out in the desert. Our friend Dave Catching, who has Rancho de la Luna and the mm-hmm. most badass, you know, hot rod. You know, that just tied in with the video. Indeed. You know, it's all there. And we're like, oh, we should make this video. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love it. I think it's awesome. The black and white effect is awesome. The whole deal. I mean, it's just great. Um, I, I got to ask you while I have you here, you're, you're a rock icon, whether you like it or not. Um, how does that, how does that make you feel? Are you humbled? Uh, do you care? <laughs> I'm, I'm humbled. I mean, it, it was, uh, I don't want to say accidental, but it, you know, we were just punks on the Lower East Side and, you know, mm-hmm. going to art school. It wasn't anything like, uh, we ever imagined, you know, attaining. We, mm-hmm. Rob and I were like, oh, it'd be great to be as big as the Ramones or the Cramps and like sell out theaters one day. That was <laughs> kind of the goal and the, the turn that we took and, um, the, the path that we got led on was just incredible. I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. And you have it all documented and there's photos and everything. Uh, folks, you can't even, you won't even believe it till you see this book and hold it in your hands. And uh, just, you saved everything, uh, just from patches to the back of jackets to the posters you put up on the street. And yeah. I, I'm not like a hoarder or anything, but <laughs> during those days in White Zombie, those things seem special, you know, and I, Absolutely. I luckily uh, managed to keep them even through Katrina. So <laughs> that's, that's really why I started documenting yeah. them as, you know. Very smart. Got lost, so I was like, okay, I better, I better scan and put all these things on the computer so I don't lose them. Yeah, very smart, because a lot of people lost everything there. That's just, that was horrible. I was just thinking about that today and how that affected you actually when that happened. It was pretty crazy. I mean, you don't know if you, I mean, our our home didn't flood, but we did have a huge uh, hole through our roof that water poured through for days and, uh, there's still like, I call it the speed bump in the kitchen three floors down. <laughs> There's oh, a little bump in the middle of the floor where the water piled up. Oh, man. So that took about a year to get the roof fixed, you know. Um, it was just crazy. But the was... town's coming back, I guess? Sorry? The town is coming back? Oh, oh my God. It's it's back tenfold. There's Full swing good. more like amazing people and restaurants and bars and clubs and shops and more more than anything, and and it's also become Hollywood South. They make a lot of big pictures here, yeah. for, you know, ever since Katrina, and um, it's it's been incredible. Yeah, I love it here. You seem to be having more fun lately with your current projects. Are you more at ease than say with you with White Zombie back in the day? Like, are you more in control? Well, it's it's not really a control issue. It's just um, you know, I do I do these things for fun because we were so intense with White Zombie, and mm. you know that that was me too. I. I we were just hard workers. We were kind of um, obsessed with, you know, mm-hmm. going further and further and practicing every day and being perfect. And, and uh, you know, it's just kind of fun after that to, to be like, you know what? I want to be in a band to have fun. And yeah, <laughs> I did Famous Monsters right after that. I was like, you yes. know, being on having a touring pajama party, you know, it's just silly. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, no, I love just, that. That was just totally obviously for fun i i I could kick myself for not buying the cd when i had it in my hands um i I have a digital copy which you know from itunes i think it was yeah you're on itunes with famous monsters right yeah yeah we were um yeah the first record was on bong load and then Mm -hmm. um actually the first seven inches are on um estrus records which is 
kind of what I designed the band for. I sent them anonymously a cassette <laughs> that dates the band. <laughs> oh and, no! Um, hey, that's back in. I my friend uh, Heather and true. co-host. She um she's in a band called the Glowworms, and they give out cassettes now. It's it's. Crazy. I love that. But yeah. where do you buy a cassette player these days? You know, yeah, right? <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, uh, you, you can get the combination for the vinyl as well. Um, I know they sell the retro record players now. I think they're back in because of uh, guys like you. Um, with you, you the Dava sent me Tomorrowland Blues on vinyl. Yeah, no, we have, I mean, I've got a couple of record players, but I, I didn't know that they were making them with cassette players again. <laughs> yeah, very strange. I know, That's that is cool. odd. Yeah, eight tracks next, I guess. Um, I, this, I, this next question comes from my uh, co-host, Ms. D, actually. Um, you, sounds like you didn't lose your passion for music, but did you, how did you rediscover your passion after being in a super group like White Zombie? Is it, is it better to be in a stripped down, uh, club act again? Yeah, no, you know what? It's not that I ever rediscovered it. I was actually, I was actually doing Famous Monsters at the same time as White Zombie. Okay. Um, for a lot, the first seven inch came out during White Zombie, but we had a rule in White Zombie that you couldn't, you know, release anything solo or whatever, you know, during White Zombie with your name on it. So, you know, our names aren't on it. We're fully masked and <laughs> people thought we were some band from Japan. It was, it was pretty funny. So, uh, I've never lost my passion. I've always been, you know, making music. Like I said, that overlapped White Zombie. And, you know, I just, I just meet various musicians that inspire me. Like I moved down here to New Orleans and ran back into Rick Slave, who was in many bands in New York City, like the Cretans, the Swamp Goblins. Um, he, in New Orleans, he had a band called Rick Slave and the Phantoms. And I thought, wow, how great to be in a band with him, you know? So, you know, we started Rock City Morgue and, then I ran into Dava after Katrina up in New York and we just happened to be living in the same building for a little while. And, uh, I, I ran into her and we started going out, having some cocktails, drinking and, and, uh, you know, we, we thought maybe we should start a band. It's, it's kind of more about connections and people mm-hmm. and, um, you know, who inspires you and what for, for me. For me too. That's why I do the show. Actually, that's you. you that's great. You nailed it. You nailed it. Uh, yeah, we play everything indie and then all the way on up. If you know, we have folks like you. It, it only makes the experience so much better, and it gives those other folks a push. Like, hey, we can still do this. You know, and you've inspired so many people. Um, I can't even begin to tell you. But we're gonna take a quick break right now. Um, what song would you like to play off of Tomorrow Tomorrowland Blues? Oh, um, how about Tomorrowland Blues? Boom. It's on. <laughs> Excellent. I was hoping you'd pick something different than Dava, and you did. All right, okay. we'll, be, we'll be right back, folks. Thank you for listening.
of that band white zombie and now star and dagger famous monsters somewhere in between and you just heard title track uh tomorrow tomorrowland blues and uh well sean um what is on the agenda with star and dagger and where do you go at this point um we've actually had dava fly down here and work on some new uh songs that we've got we've got a good like 10 or 11 songs so we're just um kind of working through that and and uh trying to get back out to like Joshua Tree to record or maybe have somebody fly into New Orleans to produce. But um it's it's going good. We, it's just very hard with all of our schedules right now. That's what I hear. Yeah, three We're different really places. Yeah. I'm getting ready to go to a horror convention next week. Um Yes, Days of the Dead, Chicago, correct? Yeah, I'll be in Chicago, yeah. That is a fun show. I did it in Indianapolis. Great time. Chicago's supposed to be twice as good. So um yeah. expect to have a fun a time. Great, yeah, I just did a great one in uh in Jersey. Um but, uh, you know, I, I have a lot of rare white zombie vinyl from, I mean, our first seven inches, our first even things we, some 12 inches we put out, mm-hmm. Rob and I on our own label. So I'm, I'll be bringing that out. I'll be making all that available to fans. And uh, it's, it's just fun, you know, to reconnect and get this stuff in the right hands. Definitely. Um, I have a question for you I've been dying to ask. Let's go back to white zombie days. Was there ever a moment where you just said, I'm done with this, and you threw your base and walked away from it? No. Never? <laughs> no way. Good to hear. No. Any bad times on stage, or how about your best time on stage that you remember? Um, well, bad t- yeah, I'll, uh, I'll do both. I mean, uh, bad times on stage, you know, when your gear goes out, mm-hmm. something like that happens, you know, that's kind of a nightmare. <laughs> oh, and the time I fell through a missing part of the stage backstage right before I had to go on. Jeez, and I heard about that. I, tore my knee up and needed to be in a leg brace for a year and a half. <laughs> that, oh my that kind of sucked. But, um, you know, I, otherwise like every show is a great show. And, you know, especially ones when we were on tour with Pantera and Dimebag's coming out, pranking me every night. So <laughs> I don't know, there's so many good memories. <laughs> That's, oh my God. It's fantastic. Everybody has a Dimebag story. If you were around in that era, 
Everybody. Yeah. I mean, uh, I've, I can't even, I, I'll, I have a story to tell, but I can't do it right now, unfortunately, because the guy that, it's his story. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. But it's amazing. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll do it without names at some point, but, um, I don't know. I, Dimebag, like we said, we miss him. Um, have you heard of Phil and Bill yet? Phil and Samo with Bill Mosley? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I finally got to meet, uh, Bill Mosley in the past year at the horror conventions. He's yes, great. He's fantastic. He's been on the show three times and I get to play his music. You gotta check out Spider Mountain. It's fun. Oh, cool. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm, uh, I'm taking notes. <laughs> yeah, taking notes. Phil and Bill and Bill Mosley. You know what? I'm getting a call from a fan right now. Let me see if I can get her. Hello. Who do we have here? Hello. 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 You there? Anyone there? Oh, oh, well, here we go. Um, who is this? <laughs> Erica asked you. I'm doing all right. Um, yeah, we we know you're a fan of a certain person out on the line right now. Hello. Who could that be? Oh, come on. <laughs> how you doing? Oh, come on. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Good, good. Thanks for calling. Hey, no problem. Nice talking to you. <laughs> what, are you leaving already? <laughs> anyway, Sean, Sean's, in a, ba- Sean's in a band called Yard Panther, and uh, like I said, they do our music. She picked up the bass because of you, and I, I thought she had a question for you. <laughs> well, it's always uh, yeah. nice to hear. Yeah, like, yeah. When somebody, when a, a you know. A, here for you. I'm a big fan, Sean. Big fan. Oh, thank you. Thanks. Um, well, uh. <laughs> I, I honestly I have to tell you, like, you really inspired me to start picking up the bass guitar and start playing bass. And one time ago, I watched Headbangers Ball, you and White Zombie. So, like, one of my big questions is, like, who inspired you to play bass? Hmm. Well, you know, it wasn't necessarily uh, that I was inspired to play bass, but as far as uh, females that inspire me to be in a band, um, I was obsessed with the cramps when I was in high school, and I was also obsessed with Joan Jett. I got to sneak into a show when I'm underage. I got a fake ID and went to a little club in Raleigh, North Carolina and saw Joan Jett and the Blackhearts um, doing the I Love Rock and Roll tour. And she was like, you know, she was so cool. She's like a fifth Ramon, you know. She's just <laughs> like Dee Dee Ramon. Yeah, and, yeah. and then, and then, like, I have to say, like, Dee Dee Ramon definitely inspired me. I always wanted to wear my bass as low as I could. You know? <laughs> and uh Lemmy from Motorhead is a big influence too. And Cliff Burton. Uh you know, there's some there's some good influences there for bass players. Oh absolutely. Some of the best. But as far as as far as females oh, yeah. it's you know it's two guitarists actually. It's Joan Jett and, and uh Ivy from the Cramps. Excellent. Two great, great influences right there. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Erica, what else you got? Uh, well, I know you moved from uh, New York City to New Orleans. I've been to New Orleans. It's super cool, super awesome. I had a really great time there. I was curious, like, what led you to uh, move to New Orleans? What uh, I'm sorry, you're asking what? Oh, what? What, what, uh, what led you to move to New Orleans? Oh, touring, touring through New Orleans. Every time we came through here, it was the most magical stop on on the whole tour, and I just fell in love with it. And then I ran into friends here. Oh. Every time I passed through, you know, I'd, I'd run into like. Pepper from COC, he grew up here. Phil from Pantera. Um, the third or fourth time I came, oh, yeah. Trent, you know, from Nine Inch Nails, he mm. has a, had a house just up the street from my house in the Garden District. And, uh, oh, oh. yeah, just keep running into people and having a great time. You know, it's just this thing. It was back in the day before cell phones, you know, so it was <laughs> like back when we were touring. Well, just, yeah, yeah. It had to be that kind of random running in and that, that didn't happen in other towns, but whenever I was here, 
I'd run, you know, at one point Marilyn Manson were all living here. I was good friends with those guys and just, you know, having fun. And, and the, then I love the culture, the food, the architecture. I, I just love everything here. So yeah, I had to oh, move yeah, here. <laughs> as soon as White Zombie broke up, I, I moved here right away. <laughs> nice. Erica, <laughs> you got something else? I'm like, man, I mean, you could, you you'd probably move to, you know, LA or go wherever, but New Orleans is just such a cool town that, you know, it's like, it's cool. You end up moving there. We'd actually, my husband and I, thought about moving out there maybe one of these days we'll get out there they're in austin right now yeah oh uh, well austin is a very cool town too we love it there yeah yeah all right all right and i guess one like one of my uh, final questions for you here sean this is friday the 13th or whatnot what is the spookiest or most haunted place you've ever played in very nice hmm you know i actually remember germany opening up for uh Danzig. This is back in like 90, God, I think 92, 93, um, somewhere around there. Early 90s. Uh, we hadn't really, we weren't really like, you know, that big yet, but we were, we were doing all right. But, you know, thanks to bands like Danzig, you know, we got a lot of exposure. We played this, uh, God, I can't remember what town it was. And this building had the creepiest feeling to it. And, um, (laughs) somebody told us it was where the SS troops had like, been stationed and like showered and stuff so Whoa. it was it was kind of like this you know nazi you know ss whatever holy like, smokes <laughs> That's so, I've, heard, I've heard some wild things about germany we had a couple of buddies who went on tour in germany they said that was the spookiest place they've ever played this one building oh. in particular was was uh yeah it definitely had a pretty pretty creepy uh, vibe to it so yeah <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> Miss Erica, thank you so much. Thanks, Erica. Hey, thanks for having me. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, Sean. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks. I'll send Sean some Yard Panther uh, swag when you send me more. <laughs> All right. <laughs> take take care, Erica. Bye bye. Hey, thanks. You guys. Nice All right. <laughs> thanks. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs> Little starstruck there. I can't blame her. You are her idol. <laughs> you are her idol. She's probably uh, screaming right now. But anyway, so um, back to uh, oh gosh, there's so much here. But um, absinthe, uh, I happen to enjoy that myself. <laughs> you got yeah. in? Did you get that in, into it in New Orleans, or is this something that just you've always liked? Or I mean, you seem to not endorse it, but you you definitely like it. Yeah, no, I I, I do like it. Um, I. Actually discovered it in Barcelona. Oh, okay. And, and uh, there's still, like, years back, there's, you know, and they still are there, but there's places that are, you know, bars that are, you know, especially there for absinthe. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of them are really off the beaten path and uh, have <laughs> pretty <laughs> sorted, uh, sorted clientele. But um, it, it was really so much fun finding those places and drinking absinthe. And uh, here in New Orleans... Um, we had um Ted Bro, B R E A U X, New Orleans style <laughs> Bro. Um he actually campaigned for absinthe being legal in America again and started uh Nouvelle Orleans uh absinthe. It was really high and it's still available. It's about a hundred dollars a bottle. Oh wow. Brought a bunch of bottles for yeah, he brought when he first started he brought, bought over a whole bunch of bottles to my house and as some fellow uh uh, friends that are absinthe enthusiasts and 
we're all piano players. And so we had a little piano absence night here and went through them all. And <laughs> anyway, he, he really kind of got going again in America. So that, that was pretty cool. Yeah. I, just, I enjoy that stuff. And that, you know, you do have to limit your intake on that. Cause boy, I've seen people make mistakes. Oh yeah. oh yeah, you can't, you can't really. Don't play. You don't want to overindulge. <laughs> no, yeah, you don't play. I, yeah, people doing shots of it and things like that. I'm like, you know what? I enjoy it too much to do shots of it. But exactly. Yeah, you gotta sip it. <laughs> on that note, are you a whiskey or Jaeger person? Well, I like Jaeger now and then, but I, I'm more of a whiskey person. I, I like, uh, I like whiskey. I love, I love Blanton's. I usually drink, uh, I usually drink Jameson or, uh, ah, there you go. Or, I don't know. I drink, I drink a variety of whiskeys. I'll, I'll go bourbon or whiskey, Irish whiskey usually. <laughs> All right. Now, when White Zombie came out, well, not came out, but actually when you guys were really breaking, grunge was breaking at the same time. Where were you with the whole grunge scene? Um, did you enjoy it? Uh, I mean, you guys survived it and where a lot of those bands just did not. We, we were actually kind of tied in with it in a yeah. weird way. We, we didn't really sound like them. No. Um, but, but actually Bruce Pavitt, you know, started Sub Pop, he tried to sign us and, um, we, we ended up going with Caroline Records instead just because they were in New York City. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we thought that would help our phone bill a little bit, not having to make long distance phone calls back then. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, he, you know, we, like we would, you know, tour through Seattle and play with Mud Honey and, you know, Soundgarden and, oh, and, you know, a lot of those bands. We toured with the Melvins for, we actually took the Melvins on tour. Before we broke up, you know, so like we, we kind of, we kind of stayed a little involved in that scene and we did kind of come out of that scene, but we were never, mm-hmm. we never really fit in with that scene. Even so though, yeah, that's, that's my answer. <laughs> that's a perfect answer. Uh, it, it, they play you on lithium on XM serious and, um, it, like it's, 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 it's weird that you get fit in with all the grunge bands and, and you know, then it, all, Nine Inch Nails comes on too. So it's, you know, oh. but yeah, oh yeah, you're on there. Do, you don't yeah. listen to Sirius XM at all? Um, no, I, I, uh, I don't have, uh, I don't have serious. <laughs> okay. It's, it's cool. I mean, for trips, I can't yeah. live without my radio and I can't stand terrestrial radio, but that's again why I do this. Um, that's next. I just, I just bring stacks of CDs. That's really old school. <laughs> no, that's awesome. No, I, I have to do that now because I'm using a rental and I don't want to get into that, but, um, <laughs> long story. Lost my car. Anyway, um, this next question comes from a friend of yours. Um, Dava asked, um, Sean, do you have any George Dickel left at your house? <laughs> No, <laughs> no, indeed, I do not. <laughs> to explain that. Uh, is it is it a beer? Is it a whiskey? It's a whiskey. Ah, okay. <laughs> we were um, <laughs> we were angling to be uh, sponsored by them at one point. We were coming up with a lot of um, campaign slogans for them that border, bordered on the naughty side with a name like Dickel. You can imagine. You can you could say it here. It's all good. <laughs> A little dickle, do you? <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. I don't know. Yeah. There's, yeah, we had a number. I can't remember. <laughs> Again, I can't remember what, who, whether it was me or Vaughn or Dava that came up with what, but. <laughs> That's yeah. great, but yeah, they picked the right people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you have any rituals before you get on stage? Um, you know, in White Zombie days, it used to be, uh, Gatorade, Gatorade, B12 shots, uh, <laughs> coffee, you know, just getting really wired and amped up. And, uh, no, I, I do like to have one whiskey and water before I go on stage to relax a little more. I get it, sure. You know? I don't need to spaz out on stage anymore. So <laughs> it's kind of, that's kind of nice. Um, I wouldn't call it a ritual. I, I like to, I like to stretch. I like to have a little, you know, 
solitude. I mean, not, mm. not, not all by myself, but you know, with the band, I like to kind of hide out and have a nice quiet drink and then <laughs> yeah. get on stage. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, now back way back in the day, were you a fan of Headbangers Ball? Were you watching it while you guys were on it? Well, uh, we were watching as much as we could. We were beyond, to be honest, we were mostly on the road. So yeah. we, you know, and that was again before, you know, laptops and computers and cell phones and all that. So we'd just hear that we were on Headbangers Ball. Uh-huh. Like we couldn't even really check it out because we toured so much. I mean, we, during that time, we were on the road for two and a half years straight. Yep. We didn't even have a home. So we'd make sure to, you know, our manager would get us a tour that started the day after whatever leg we were on, you know? Absolutely. I, I just, I would love to see it come back again and, and be real again. Uh, just cause just, you know, even for like, we, that metal show is really good. I, I don't have you, you haven't been on that yet, have you? No, no. I'm actually uh, friends with that guy too. But you know, I just saw, uh, Ricky Rackman came through on his, uh, motorcycle, uh, tour with Tammy Down. He nice. passed in New Orleans. Like, I don't know. It feels like it was just a month ago. It wasn't too long ago. And, uh, you know, it would be so cool if he did have Angus Ball again. You know, he, he looks exactly the same. You yeah, know? I know, right? I had one of the guys, uh, I had Christian uh, from uh, Faster Pussycat on here not too long ago. He's a really cool dude. Um, also, Ace uh, was on here as well. I think he's a newer member, though. Um, yeah, do you ever check out the old school bands? Do you ever go and see what they're up to these days? Oh, sure, yeah. I, I go out a lot here in New Orleans. We, You know, a lot of great bands pass through here, old and new, and, you know, I see what I can. Well, that's, yeah, you definitely have, uh, your choice of music out there. Very lucky. Um, I, I have to get down there at some point. Um, uh, how about horror movies? Are there any horror movies that you're paying attention to these days, or are you just pretty much going back to the old ones? I go back to the old ones. I, I just, I love old black and white horror movies. That's, that's really my thing, you know? Definitely. <laughs> so, there's, you know, yeah, there's not a lot of new stuff I'm, you know, chomping at the bit to see or anything. I'm kind of excited about the, uh, Ash versus, uh, Evil Dead or whatever it's called, the TV show that's coming out. You should be. I saw the first two episodes. Uh, You're going to love it. It's old school. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Evil Dead, I mean, they are exactly what they used to be in the first one. And they're creepy as hell. They really held up. And Bruce Campbell, come on, you know. <laughs> I love Bruce Campbell so much, yeah. <laughs> he can do no wrong. He can do no wrong. He's awesome. Yeah. He, he's doing radio right now too. He's been doing the circuit and promoting Ash vs. Evil. Yeah, watch that next chance you get. Oh, cool. I totally recommend it. Um, any other projects in the work musically? Or are you just sticking with Star and Dagger for now? Yeah, just Star and Dagger right now. Actually, my band Rocks Morg might start doing, uh, some, uh, performances here and there in New Orleans. Just, uh, we have, we have these kind of dark, creepy piano songs and there's a few cool bars in town that have piano. So we're thinking about doing this dark lounge thing once a month, you know? <laughs> uh, so that, 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 I might do that. But yeah, as far as new things, you know, going on, Star and Dagger. That's great. Do you, by the way, do you still have your ballet shoes from way back when? No. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't bronze them, really? No, you know, we used to wear out our point shoes like, Every week, you'd just be tossing them aside and sewing ribbons on the next pair. So, you know, they were never anything special, you know. <laughs> That's a great picture, though, in the book. I think you open up with that one. Uh, what, you, how old are you? Like 12 or 14? What? Like 12, yeah. yeah. And to see the before and after of Sean, it's just amazing. And that's why, that's what makes that book great. And I, everybody just go look it up, pick it up. I don't care if people say it's out of print. There's gotta be a way to get it. And it's, what, yeah. No, cause I just, I just ordered some for my horror convention. So they're still, they're still available, but they might not be in the store. So just tell yeah. your store to order it, please. Yes. And your site again, we should plug that while we remember. Oh, to. thank you. It's, um, Sean, just SeanEsalt.com. Okay. And are you on Twitter? I am. That's also, I, 
think Shawnee Salt WZ or just Shawnee Salt. Check it out. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. And um, I'm at Fairly Dark. Um, in closing, do you want to share your, you didn't share your favorite moment on stage, that, oh man, I made it moment? Mm. I think that was when we went to England and played, uh, Castle Donington, which is Ooh. now called the Download Fest. Um, yeah. Castle Donington, and then the next day we played the Reading Fest. Uh, no band had ever done those two festivals back to back because one's very metal and one's very alternative. Mm-hmm. And that just kind of went to show that we fit both, but there was, like 80,000 people at Castle Donington and we weren't sure if we were metal enough and if they were going <laughs> to like us or not. And it was very nerve wracking because we'd always heard about British like sharpening coins and chucking them at the bands oh, and, man. you know, throwing bottles of piss at you and stuff yeah, like that. So that's true. We we're, were slightly terrified what might happen. And we got on stage and the sea of 80,000 people started dancing and jumping up and down and singing along and, <laughs> It was just magical, and that was like, oh, okay. <laughs> you made, <laughs> made it. it. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. I, well, I cannot thank you enough. If you want to talk a little bit more about your art gallery and tell people what to expect, that's all you, unless you want them to be surprised, of course. Oh, just go check it out. I, there's a lot of uh, atmospheric, creepy, uh, interesting, odd photography on display that I've been <laughs> taking for the past 12 years, and uh, I hope you get down there and check it out. And you can take a look at it. Um, the whole gallery is online, um, and uh, right now on Sacred Gallery NYC website also. Okay, and Star and Dagger, where do they find you there, uh, other than iTunes? Oh, there is a Star and Dagger uh, website, but probably keeping up with um, with me or Dava, you know, on, on uh, Facebook or, you know, our, our websites and things is equally good okay well i cannot thank you again enough for this um thank really, you yeah as a fan and honestly i i'm just kind of overwhelmed at the same time uh, i don't know what else to say <laughs> oh no thank you so much and yeah. and uh hey if anybody's in the chicago area come see me next uh friday and saturday i'll be there i won't be there sunday but friday saturday i'll be at the uh days of the dead yes Yes, and, and I recommend that show. It's fantastic. I met Stephen Piercy at the Indianapolis one. Awesome. <laughs> I know, I know Elvira is going to be at this one, so I'm excited to reconnect with her. Oh, she's awesome. Yes. Oh, you're going to be at a great show. Yeah, it's going to be fun. You're going to be a fan too. It's going to be hard. I am. You're going to have a hard time getting away from your fans though, I'm telling you. So take that break and walk around and uh, see Elvira. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah and to. yeah, I can't believe we did this on Friday the 13th and uh, well, you know what? I shan't, I'm not going to say anything yet. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything yet because uh, we still have to uh, save our work here. Um, all right. Well, Sean yourself, thank you so much. And we hope to hear you again on these airwaves. Um, thanks for listening to Kettle Whistle Radio. And I hope you become a friend of Kettle Whistle Radio. Yes, thanks, David. Oh, you bet. All right, stick around for a second. And, folks, I'm going to say good night, and I hope you enjoyed. And uh, always check me out at Fairly Dark. All my books and all the shows are at www.fairlydarkproductions.com. If you want to go back and listen to Dava, that show is there, and it was fun. All right, and um, I'll talk to you folks later.
Miles, are you ready to record our promo for Season 2 of the Wanna Bet Podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that Season 2 starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. So no more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric Welcome to Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a bit of a different type of show. I'm Sarah B and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the City of Angels. My IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. Electric acid. Electric acid.